0: And he wears the dust, he's one of us The new bush is here, a turn the page. Back on the muster for a Wednesday afternoon town, and um, yeah, it's a pretty bleak looking sky out there in Gore today but we've got to appreciate it, we've had it pretty good for so long just a matter of when these frosts turn up um, Our next guest in studio this afternoon might be able to give us a bit more of a nut done on how he's finding the situation Garf shanks, g'day mate. How's things?
1: Yeah, good thanks Andy. Uh, yeah, bit but average out there today. But uh, it seems to be part of the course for the last week. Um, yeah, had a, uh, had an add up this morning, and uh, sitting on about 80 mils of rain since last last Thursday out at Waimumu. So uh, it can stop for a while now.
0: It's unreal, isn't it? The season we've had, though. I mean, May's been the saving grace for a lot of cockies. Yeah, it has
1: been. It, it it's um it's been like many Mays we've had in the past it's just got us out of jail um, for every every day we get in May uh, that's good it shortens the winter up
0: how have you found it when you're talking to guys on your rounds I mean um, a bit more positivity now that it's we've had the rain we've had the sunshine
1: yeah um, the patch I look after certainly the crops are winter crops are looking not too bad and feeds feeds coming away quite nicely um, yeah really there's been a been a lot of compensatory growth there in the last um, the last six weeks where, where crops sat for quite some time through that February, March but we got some nice rains there in April and yeah, away, away they've gone so um, probably average to slightly below some areas, um, you get into central Otago and there's some fantastic crops up there but that's what water and uh, sunshine will do.
0: Guys seem to be all right for supplement, considering a lot of people are feeding out even say two months ago.
1: Yeah, supplement is tight. It's has um, been travelling south this year rather than travelling north, so that's that's been a bit different for the for the transport companies. And and in my travels around the countryside, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of trucks from Upper Clutha Transport, um, Waimati, Canterbury Transports actually heading south, loaded up with with baleage, straw, hay, um, the likes.
0: Now you've been around the traps a wee bit, uh, last couple of days you've been doing the old, uh, um, you've been judging all the winter crops for want of a better word haven't you, I mean that's just how you describe it, winter feed comps and just being a judge, um, what have you seen?
1: Yeah well our, our company Seedforce, we um, we, we sponsor um, quite a few winter feed competitions around um, Otago and Southland and um, on Monday I was helping um, the the Tyree, Rotary and Lions uh, judge their crops, So. Uh, They'd gone and weighed um, weighed all the crops here a couple of weeks ago and then we just went round and judged the top um, top 13 crops. So uh, we travelled round, we looked at stuff on the Tyree Plains and we looked up uh, up the hill up uh, to Clarks Junction uh, around Hindon and that and uh, some, seen some fantastic um, beet crops down on the, on the flat, on the plains, some awesome kale crops down there. I'm not going to say too much and give things away yet because the the awards are still to be done. But um, and even even up the hill, right up um, 600 metres in altitude, um, you know some precision sown Swedes um, up there, fantastic looking crop for up there. You're, you're talking 600 metres of altitude at Clark's Junction, rainfall maybe four to 500 mils a year. Um, they've had it pretty tough. They had a good uh, initial establishment phase for the for their crops, but. Uh, um, then from sort of mid-February on, it's been quite dry for them up there. But uh, yeah, I've no, seen some, some really nice stuff there. And, and yesterday, um, I was up in Wanaka judging the, uh, the um, Wanaka Rotary Winter Feed competition. So we looked at, uh, once again, another 13, 13 paddocks that ranged from fodder beet, to swedes and kale, um, both under irrigation and dry land. We, we started in the back of Bendigo Station looking at um, fodder beet and swedes there, then into um, some irrigated properties and in um, Terrace, then Harweir Flat, seen an awesome crop of sw- um, kale at Harweir Flat, then right into Mount Aspiring Station, into Aspinall's there, uh, to to look at a, a swede crop, and then we finished up in the Cadrona uh, Valley before coming home, so that was yeah, close on 600 Ks yesterday, so it Good, but one thing that really stands out in Central Otago is um, is the irrigated crops and and what um, what you can actually grow up there. There's some massive massive crops up there.
0: Are you seeing much in the way of ridging still occurring up there, or has it basically gone to non-tillage? Uh,
1: no ridging. Um, precision sowing with the fodder beet and the swedes. Um, bit of direct drilling with the swedes and um, broadcast and um, and direct drilling with the kale. So, the thing I couldn't get over yesterday when we were walking around in these crops. I was um, just in my normal work boots, no gum boots. Um, it was it was dry. There was animals on crop, and uh, yeah, just just all above ground. It it is it is a great place for wintering. That's for sure.
0: Well, that's a great thing as well, though. Just at the moment, we've got the transition just occurring at the moment. Winter feed wise, um, been perfect time just for training animals, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it has been. It's been it has been really good. So that's. Um, yeah, just that that transition is a really really important part uh, to get that right with your with your animals. Just slowly introduce them, especially with fodder beet. It's really crucial that transition is uh, is done over that um, over that fourteen fourteen plus days. Um, day seven to ten is, is the real crunch day, as the animal gets the appetite for the for the beet. Um, they and their, their stomachs still haven't done that full transition yeah. change, and that's that's when you can end up having issues tipping tipping them over so you've got to be pretty careful there.
0: Are you finding trends towards fodder beet continuing or are people going back to a bit more kale, a bit more sweets? Uh,
1: In the early days um, every man and his dog was having a crack at fodder beet. Um, It is a very specialised crop A to grow and B to manage. Um, We've found that 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 has has backed off most certainly Um, so um, people have moved back to brassica but fodder beet is still a very, very big part of our business, um, and 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 in certain classes of animals, it's uh, it's really it's really hard to beat. Like I, my own operation, um, as small as it is, um, I do r1 beef and and deer, and um, for that uh, month of September, it's awesome to still be able to have a, um, your crop still still going well, still holding its quality, whereas brassicas losing quality by. By early September, fodder beet holds its quality yeah. well into well into October. So, um, in my situation, I can keep animals on crop right to early October. There's plenty of feed for them to come come off off that crop onto. Um, and if I've got a bit of surplus, I can make next year's winter supplements. So that's that's where the fodder really, really works. It's also great for, for beef finishing operations. That you can really crank that weight onto the animals.
0: Just finally, mate, uh, up at Te anu at the weekend doing the power boating. How'd that go?
1: Oh, I thought we were going to leave this one out. Um, been no. um, It had been two years since I'd had a crack at the boat marathon and was keen to get back in it. And... Um, my middle daughter Emma, she was really keen to come and crew for me this year so we thought right, our mission this year in the nominated speed was to get uh, um, the female crew prize for Emma. Um, we were ticking along quite nicely until three quarters of the way around the last lap, uh, the oil alarm come on in the boat and the um, computer shut everything down and uh, yeah, long story short um, there was a tiny little $20 Filter screen at the bottom of um, the main oil tank on a boat that had uh, got clogged up with a whole heap of sludge, so that put us out. Unfortunately, fortunately though, it was uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a minor fix. There was no damage done to the motor, and uh, yeah, it's uh, um, boats all good to go again.
0: So, did you have to get towed in?
1: No, we come in under our own steam. Um, it would still there was still enough oil in the top tank to keep us running, um, and and um, the computer would let us idle, and so. Probably should have chucked a fishing rod out and trawled our way back in. And
0: <laughs> I just very finally, Garth, something you'd like to add?
1: Yeah, just one thing I'd like to add here there, um, in regards to these winter feed competitions we've been involved with. they um, A lot of the, 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 the funds raised um, from the auctions, from the product that's supplied by all the sponsors uh, has been going to the rescue helicopters, which is a pretty awesome cause. Quite often um, you hear them coming through over home. Um, the Wanaka one... Um, they're they're fundraising um, for putting an ILS system in, which is an instrument system in for the for the rescue helicopter. Currently, when the weather's uh, crook in Wanaka, the choppers can only get in as far as um, as Dunstan. So uh, patients have to be ambulanced ambulanced down to Dunstan and then choppered from there back to Dunedin. So. Um, this money they're going to raise. They raised fifty-four thousand for the rescue helicopter last year, hoping to do the same. And that's going to fundraise um, an instrument landing system for the uh, for the chopper, basically, so it can land right at the Wanaka Medical Centre. Now, those helicopters. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but they can. Um, they're basically an intensive care unit in the sky. Um, some of the gear in those things is is pretty high tech. So. Uh, yeah you know, I know while uh, there's probably not many Wanaka listeners listening to us today there's probably a lot of people that have got batches or spend time on holiday in Wanaka so you just never know when uh, when you may need um need that machine we all hope that we'll never need it but we also like to know that it's there if we do so um yeah these these um you know all all these um winter feed competitions we've been involved with have have uh um, been major sponsors of the of the rescue helicopter uh, and as well as uh, community uh, community causes. So, uh, yep, it's a pretty pretty neat um, neat thing to be involved with.
0: Good on you, Garth. Thanks for coming in and chatting, mate. We'll speak again, eh?
1: Yep, for sure. Cheers, Andy.
0: Garth Shanks there, Uh, good to catch up with Garth, haven't caught up with him for a while and poignant words regarding rescue helicopters too. Up next on the Muster Wednesday afternoon, Lynn Berry, haven't spoken to Lynn for a few weeks, have a catch up next.